this is Pastor Chris Garcia from Numa Church, and we're so glad that you tuned into our podcast today. I pray that as you listen to today's message, God will speak to your heart in a powerful way. today's message, all right, and uh, we're in a series that we started uh, about the names of God, the names of God, and uh, this is something that I'm very excited about to be able to share with you real quick before I get into the names of God. Today is step two of our growth track, all right, so if you haven't done your growth track, make sure during the second service that you go upstairs next door and you do step two of the growth track. It's going to be a blessing, and that's the way that Actually, today is one of my favorite classes because that's the one that you start discovering the gifts and uh, uh, the talents that God has placed inside of you. So that's, that's good, all right? The names of God. This is a series that has been brewing in my heart for some time now. Actually, it must have been last summer that I was doing with my kids a study on the names of God. And uh, we would wake up in the morning and uh, have a prayer room at home, and we would sit down, and we would go over different names, okay, that appear in the Scripture, that appear in the Bible, of different encounters, different moments that people had with God. And based on those encounters, they would say, you know what, this is God that showed up here, and they would give a specific name to God according to the situation, all right? And when I was seeing that and going through that Scripture, I was like, Lord, we we need to do something in church where we speak about the names of God, where our church learns the blessing behind uh, these names. And uh, that's why we started this series. It's going to be a three-week series. Pastor Max and Pastor Hema last week started it off today. And then uh, next week, which by the way, next week is Father's Day, all right? Make sure you get, if you have your dad with you and here in Miami, try to get him here to church. All right, we want to honor the dads next Sunday and the Saturday on top of that, which I believe is the 26th of June, we're going to have uh, Father's Day breakfast, all right, on Saturday uh, in this place. So we want to make sure that we honor the dads. We are all about fathers. Our God is a father. He's a father to all of us. All right, and we honor the dads, we honor the fathers for the work that they do uh, in our lives, all right? So uh, today's title for the message, and I want you guys to write this down. I really believe you're going to be blessed in an abundant way today, all right? I named it the five redemptive names of God, the five redemptive names of God. Now, maybe you're sitting there, you're watching at home, and you're like looking at me like, Pastor, what in the world is the word word redemptive? You know, what, what, what does that mean, all right? And I actually wanted to make sure that I would start by explaining what redemptive is, so you understand the word in the title. Redemption, okay, or redemptive, involves deliverance, all right? This is according to the Bible dictionary. Involves deliverance from bondage based on the payment of a price by a redeemer. Okay, I'm going to explain that again. Redemption involves deliverance from bondage based on the payment of a price by a redeemer. Church, who's our redeemer? Jesus. Jesus Christ paid the price for your sin, for my sins. Jesus Christ paid the price for your liberty and my liberty on the cross of Calvary, okay, through his death 
Okay, he is our redeemer. So what we're learning today, okay, is five redemptive names. Five names of God by which you and I receive liberty. By which you and I receive benefits. By which you and I are blessed by these five names that we're going to learn today. All right, you guys got that? All right, so... What I want you guys to learn today, okay, and what I want you to understand is what five benefits are available to you and me through these five names that we're going to learn today. Five benefits that are available to you and me through these names we're going to learn today. I want you guys to go in your scriptures, in your Bible, to Psalm 103. Psalm 103. And we're going to be looking at verse 1 through 5. And you guys can say amen when you guys are there. If you guys don't say amen, I'll just stay quiet. Here we go now. We got the amens. All right. Okay, so Psalm 103, verse 1 through 5. Listen to what it says. I'm going to read from the NIV here. It says, praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget none of his benefits. So what is the psalmist saying here? Praise the Lord, okay? Praise his holy name and forget none of his benefits. So there's benefits that are tied in to the name of God. And now he's going to start breaking that down for us, okay? He says, for example, who forgives all your sins, who forgives all our sins? Our God forgives all our sins. And heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit, and I love this part, and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. What a wonderful scripture. I pray that you guys take this in this morning. Father, in Jesus' name, that these words that we're speaking here this morning, they're truth, they're life, they're spirit. Let us rise up on the wings of eagles, Lord, as you work in us, Lord, the benefits of these five wonderful names that we see here. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you're taking notes, I want you to write as number one, the first benefit that you receive from the first name that we're going to see here in a second. Okay, it says he forgives all our sins. He forgives all our sins. That's the first benefit that we receive. Okay, and the name here for God that we're going to see, okay, is Jehovah Tiskanu. Jehovah Tiskanu. And what that means, okay, when you look at this name of Jehovah Tiskanu, what it means is the Lord is our righteousness. Isn't that powerful? The Lord is our righteousness. He forgives all our sins. What this is telling you, okay, is that by your works and by our works, my works, we can't be righteous in front of God. You could try to kill yourself trying to obey what religion tells you. And seven steps for a blessing and five steps for a happy marriage and three steps for successful finances. And all these things 
But I want to let you know something, that religion will get you tired. And you'll go after God, and you'll go after God, and the more that you run, you feel that he's further away. And I want to tell you something, it's not by your righteousness that you can stand in front of God. That's what the Pharisees would try to do, guys. The Pharisees would try to obey all the law and try to follow all the scripture to the T. To the and you know what? Jesus came to tell them, you know, it's not the healthy who need the doctor, it's the sick. What he was telling you, if you think that you're healthy, you know what? You don't need the righteousness that comes from God. Now, if you know your condition and you know your brokenness and you know the, the condition of your soul, then come to God because he will make you righteous. He is your righteousness. He is my righteousness. There's nothing good inside of me. Whatever good is inside of me is Jesus Christ that lives in me. The Bible says that we are all broken. The Bible says that we are all dead in our sins. But God is our righteousness. Isn't God amazing that even in that condition, even when we were in that, that place so far away from God, because the Bible actually says that no one was seeking God. You might come here and say, oh, I'm here because I was seeking God. Well, the Bible says that no one is seeking God. The Bible says that he attracts you with his cords of love. So he actually started to fish you in. He started to reel you in. You know, he started to bring you in. Any attraction in your heart towards God is because he started to move upon you. And then he brings you to his righteousness. His righteousness is not to flaunt it in front of you and say, you know what? I'm God and I'm better than you and you have to serve me. No. You know what his righteousness does? It comes and it robes us. It comes and it covers us. So that when God sees you, he doesn't see your brokenness anymore. He sees the righteousness of Jesus that now covers you. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that amazing? So number one, Jehovah Tiskino. He forgives all our sins. The Lord, our righteousness. In Jeremiah 23, verse 5 and 6. If you come with me to that scripture. <clears throat> it says this. For the time is coming, says the Lord, when I will rise up a righteous descendant from King David's line. He will be a king who rules with wisdom. He will do what is just and right throughout the land. And this will be his name. The Lord is our righteousness. In that day, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. So that's that scripture where it says the Lord is our righteousness. In the original language, it will appear Jehovah Tiskino. That's his name. The Lord is our righteousness. Okay, benefit number two that I want you to write down. Benefit number two that we receive through his name. He heals all our diseases. Amen. He heals all our diseases. And the name of God that goes with that, okay, is Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha. Okay. The Lord, our healer. Okay, he is the God that heals all our diseases. And if you go with me to Exodus 15, verse 26. Listen to this scripture. It's a beautiful scripture. This is the first time that the Lord revealed himself as a healer. In this part of the scripture, it says this. And he said, 
If you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases that I sent on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. I am Jehovah Rapha. That's what it says there. I am the Lord who heals you. I want to let you guys know something. Our Lord, our God is a healer. Amen? Our God is a healing God. If you're sick this morning, you could come to God and ask him to heal you. And his desire is to heal you. I want you to know that. Okay, God's desire is not to punish you or inflict you with pain or with hurt. Because I'm going to explain it to you like this. Which father, being a good father, would break the arm of their child to teach him a lesson? Would you break your, arm, your kid's arm and say, you know what? You need to learn this lesson. And you crack his arm. Will you do that? Of course not. So if God is a good father, why is he going to send sickness and disease our way to teach us a lesson? We need to get that clear in our head. Because a lot of times we go through these problems and it's like, oh, is that God is teaching me a lesson? No, I'm going to show you how it is. These sins, okay, sickness and disease is as a result of sin in a fallen world. Okay, it was never God's idea. All right. God gave man the ability to choose because love gives you the ability to choose. The world is in a fallen state. There's sin in this world. Okay, and because of the sin is the hurt, is the pain, is the diseases that we have in this world. God, through Jesus Christ, gives you the ability, church, okay, to go above whatever the condition of this broken world Okay, to go above that situation and declare healing in the name of Jesus. And if there's a sickness, if there's a brokenness, okay, we come in agreement with what God said in the Bible. And in the Bible, it says that by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. And in 1 Peter, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's chapter 2, verse 13 and 14. Don't quote me on that, but I think that that's the scripture. Peter talking about physical healing uses that scripture. And I want to let you know something. If anybody here today, anybody watching at home is going through some sort of battle. Maybe you're going through, through a disease. You're going through uh, somebody gave you, they declared something over you. The doctor came and said, this is your condition. I want to let you know that the Lord is our healer. He is Jehovah Rapha. And he has the final word over that decision. He has the final word over that disease. It's not the doctor. Oh, I've seen a lot of doctors report change. I've seen people that have gone in for a surgery and when they go do the exams again, all of a sudden things just change completely. What happened? Jehovah Rapha showed up. The Lord our healer showed up. Is anyone here this morning with a physical ailment? Maybe it's a disease. Maybe they, you, you, you deal with diabetes. Maybe they've, they've declared some sort of cancer over you. Whatever it is. It might be your mom. It might be your dad. It might be a child. If you're going through something, can you just raise your hand right there where you're at right now? I want to ask the people that are around, can you just put your hand on them and their shoulder? You just put your hand on them. I know that we're supposed to keep physical distance, but the Lord says to lay hands on the sick, so 
I'm going to go with what the Lord says. Father, in Jesus' name, right now we send the word of healing over all those that have their hands raised in this room. And there might be people watching at home that have their hands raised as well. Father, you said in your word that you're the God that heals us. You're Jehovah Rapha. And I declare the healing power that we have in the name of Jesus going through those bodies right now. And if they're standing in the gap for a loved one, whether it's a mom, a daughter, a son, an uncle, an aunt, Father, we speak healing right now in the name of Jesus. And we declare it done. We declare it done because you're a good father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, this is a part that we sometimes don't do, but I want you guys to verify, okay? If it's something that you couldn't do, maybe like a movement or something, I want you to start moving that area. Maybe it's a shoulder, you know, start moving your shoulder. Maybe you can't bend down, start bending down, start acting on the word of faith, all right? Start acting on the word of faith. I remember many years ago, there's a person in this place that God raised up from a wheelchair. Maybe Pastor Max or Pastor Larry that were here might have remembered a person that got raised up from a wheelchair after being in a wheelchair. I don't even remember how many years. And the person started walking, actually. And by the end of the service, the person was like walking back and forth. And at the end of the service, he went to one of the ushers and he said, can I have my wheelchair back? Because I want to sit on it. And they go to him. The usher goes, but why do you want your wheelchair? He goes, this wheelchair has been good to me. So he actually got his healing, but he decided to go back to the bondage in which he came in. And the men that have been walking here under the power, under the anointing, under the time of worship and everything, got his healing and instead left on his wheelchair. All right? Faith, you got to exercise faith. You got to move in faith. You say, the Lord is my healer. Lord, you healed me. You start moving your arm. You start bending over. Whatever it is, you start declaring God's healing over your life. I was hearing about a preacher uh, that they were telling us over there in Georgia, this guy is in his 80s and he's never been sick. All right? And they asked him, listen to this, they asked him, he's an old man, they asked him, how is it that you've never been sick? And he goes, since I gave my life to the Lord, I lay hands on myself every day and declare his healing over my life. He lays hands on himself. So I'm like, man, if that works for that guy, I'm going to lay hands on myself too, man. In Jesus' name. Amen. Jehovah Rapha, our healer. All right. Number three, guys. Number three. Third benefit that we receive according to Psalm 103. Okay. He redeems your life from destruction. He redeems your life from destruction. What name of God goes with that, Pastor? I love this one. Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah Nisi. And you're like, Pastor, what does that mean? The Lord is our banner. The Lord is our banner. Now, where does that come from? Well, that's something that we actually still use till the day. Okay? But back in the times when the Romans were here, you know, the Greeks were here, you know, the Babylonians, whenever they would go out in battle, there would be people that would go up in the front of the battle and they were holding up banners. And those banners had names. Some of those banners had the names of armies that they had gone against, that they had beaten. 
okay? Some of the names of those banners is victories that they had had. So whenever they were going to go against an opposing army, they would just see those names like, oh man, if they beat those guys, what's in it for us? You know, we don't stand a shot here. Even till today, okay, so recent as in sports, you go into an arena of a championship team and what do they do at the beginning of the season? They raise up the banner from their previous year saying that they won the championship. So when you're standing there, for example, if you go play, okay, in LA, you go play in Boston, those teams have won 17 championships. You know what it is to stand under the, under the banners of 17 championships and you're like, we haven't even won one. You know what I'm saying? And you read the name Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, this and, that, and you're like, man, I hope I can make a bucket in this game. You know what I'm saying? Immediately, you get overwhelmed by looking at that banner. Well, the Lord says that he is your banner and he is my banner. In other words, when you have an enemy coming against you, when you have a war coming against you, the Lord says, raise up my name as your banner. And when that enemy sees my name over you, he has to flee in Jesus' name. He has to run. Jehovah Nisi, that's one of my favorite ones. The banner of the Lord is over us. The banner of the Lord is over you. I don't know what conflict you're living right now. Maybe you're going through a marital situation that it seems that there's no hope. Maybe you have a child that is in some sort of addiction. Maybe you just received a report that you're going to lose your home. I don't know what it is, but you leave this place saying, God is my banner. What's that name? Jehovah Nisi. I raise up that banner right now. And you leave this place full of hope today. Not for today, for tomorrow, for Tuesday, for Wednesday, the whole week. You raise up the banner of God over your life. Listen to the scriptures in Exodus 17 verse 15. Exodus 17 verse 15. It says, Moses built an altar there and named it Yahweh Nisi or Jehovah Nisi. Which means the Lord is my banner. They had fought against an army, the Amalekites. And the Bible says, listen to this, that every time that Moses, because this goes together, every time that Moses raised his hands, they won the battle. And every time that his hands would get tired and he would lure them, they would start losing the battle. And you know what's something that I found very peculiar, okay, that the word there in that scripture for raising your hands, you know what it actually means? To touch the throne. So when you raise your hands to Jehovah Nisi, that is going to give you the victory. The literal translation is you raise your hands, you're touching the throne. So when you come here and you're worshiping, it's not just the feel where the AC is coming out from. You know what I'm saying? It's not just to say, oh, I'm more spiritual than the guy next to me. Look, I could raise my hands. No, you're raising your hands. You're touching the throne of God with your petition, with your situation. And the God that has the power to change that, the God that loves you, the God that all authority is behind them, he's there with you. And you're touching him. I love that name, Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah Nisi. He redeems your life 
from destruction. And I want to declare this. If anyone's life was on the way to destruction, I call it back in Jesus' name. If you are headed down the wrong path, if you're watching through that camera and you're going in the wrong direction, today we call you back in Jesus' name. Your life is not going towards destruction. We declare the banner of God over you right now in Jesus' name. The fourth benefit, okay, according to Psalm 103, he crowns us with loving kindness. He crowns us with loving kindness. Wow. The name of God that goes with that, okay, is Jehovah Shammah. Jehovah Shammah. And the word Shammah means the Lord is there or the Lord is present. The Lord is there or the Lord is present. He crowns you with loving kindness. Can you imagine your Father God, okay, going over to where you are? And I don't know what kind of relationship you had with your Father. But maybe your father used to beat you, mistreat you. Maybe he didn't even pay attention to you. You know that when God is present, he's there to crown you with loving kindness. He's there to put a crown over your head. You imagine that? As a prince, you are a crowned prince in the kingdom of heaven. God is your father. You are his son. You are his daughter. You are a crowned princess. It doesn't matter who said what to you. It doesn't matter who tried to use you. It doesn't matter who tried to abuse you. God says something different about you today. He crowns you with loving kindness, and he is the God that is present. I want to tell you that there's never been a moment in your life that you've been alone. He's always been there. Even in your darkest moment, even in the time of your pain, even in the moment of your trial, if you would just close your eyes, you will see that the Lord was present all the time. He never left you. He never forsook you. And that's something that we do in the Sosos, where we ask the Lord to reveal himself in the moments of difficulty. We want to see you, Lord. And we will see people say, hey, I see Jesus right there. Jesus is there. Because Jehovah Shammah, the Lord, is present. The Lord is present. I don't want you to leave this place today feeling like you're abandoned, feeling like you're alone, feeling like you have the whole weight of the world upon your shoulders. I want you to know the Lord is present. Go to him. Trust him. Put your complete trust in the Lord. I love this because when, when I hear the scripture that the Lord is present, what, what it lets me know is that when I start praying to God, pay attention to this. I'm not coming from someplace that is far away trying to come close to him. My permanent address is the throne of God. My permanent address is the throne of God. I don't come from far away to get close. No, I'm as close as I could be because the Lord is present. And I'm his son. I'm his daughter. The scripture that you can look I have a, a light here that's taking pictures of me. I have no problem with that. You know, I just think the paparazzi's here or something. Uh, Ezekiel 48, even though even the pictures are trying to take a picture of the Lord. Ezekiel 48, verse 35. Ezekiel 48, 35. 
says the distance around the entire city will be six miles. It's talking about the New Jerusalem. All right. The distance around the entire city will be six miles. And from that day, the name of the city will be the Lord is there or Jehovah Shammah. Okay. And the fifth benefit as we close this morning. Okay. That we receive from the names of God that we're learning from Psalm 103 today. It says that he satisfies us with good things. Can you say that with me? He satisfies us with good things. Can you say it again? He satisfies us with good things. All right? And the name of God that goes with that is Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh. What does that mean? The Lord our provider. The Lord our provider. He satisfies us with good things. You know, God is pleased to give his children what they need. He provides for us everything that we need. You see, I see everybody in this room. I don't see anybody starving. All right, I see you guys all pretty good, you know, physically. All right, I see you guys all have, you know, nice clothes. All right, I see you guys, you know, healthy. He satisfies us with good things. Okay, he provides, listen to this, our needs. Everything that we need, God provides. Just a second ago, I was talking about the rain, and I told the church, remember, rain is blessing. It rains, the fields produce crops, okay, that feeds the animals. Then you and I could go and get a little barbecue, you know what I'm saying? That little barbecue is because that animal got fed, all right? Because God sends rain and he provides. But not only does he provide our needs, okay, but sometimes God will go even as far as to our desires. How many parents here sometimes want to satisfy the desires that their kids have, right? Isn't that something that sometimes as parents we do? You know that your kid wants something. You're like, you know what? If he does good in his school year, we just finished the school year, I'm going to do this for them. And I'm going to take them here. I'm going to do it. Isn't that a joy for you as a parent to see them enjoying a desire that they have? You just sit back there and you're like looking at them and it brings you great joy. Don't you think that God is the same with us? It brings him great joy, okay, to satisfy desires that we have. I heard a story one time from Pastor Larry Stocks, one of my pastors, from Dr. Cho down in South Korea. And you know that in South Korea, all the people in South Korea, practically they don't use cars. There's so many of them that what they do is that they use bikes, all right? And they use bikes to get all around, you know? So you have all these Koreans, you know, and bicycles to get to here, to get to there. And Dr. Cho had an old beat-up bicycle. And he wanted to get a new bike. And he was like, man, this bike, you know, it's been going for so long. You know, I, I need a new bike. And I remember that he started to pray to God and say, Lord, I want a new bike. And you know what he heard the Lord tell him? What's your favorite color? And he said, Lord, what does that matter? I need a bike. And he goes, no, I want you to be specific with me. I want you to tell me your favorite color. So he told the Lord, Lord, my favorite color is red. And then the Lord said, 
what type of bike do you want? He goes, okay, I want a red bike and I want so-and-so bike. When that story finished, when he, when he finished praying, the story goes on that the next day, somebody from the church, he had said this to nobody, it was his time of prayer with the Lord, showed up with the exact dimensions and color of the bike that he wanted. You know what Dr. Cho went to do? He didn't go ride his bike. He went back into his prayer room. And he went and told the Lord, Lord, you asked me to tell you what is the color that I wanted in the set. And look, you provided. And this is what the Lord told him. I don't want you to be generic with me. I want you to be specific with me. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord in that one. Worship team, you guys could come up. And what I'm here to tell you guys, okay, is that God sometimes wants you. He knows everything we're going through. And I know that sometimes if you're like me, I don't want to bother God. I know he has so many things on his plate. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, Lord, you know, I'm not going to be bothering you with a car or this or that. But God wants you guys to be specific. God wants you to tell him. He's Jehovah Jireh, your provider. He provides for you. He provides for me. And there's a story in Scripture that I want to close with this this morning that I love. The first time that this name ever comes up in the Bible. It comes up in the story where, God, where Abraham has a son named Isaac. And God tells Abraham, Abraham, I want you to sacrifice your son Isaac to me. Because I want to know that you love me above everything. And I see that boy... And I know that that's the son of promise, but man, you've been getting too attached to that boy. And a lot of times, church, look over here. God will give us that that we've been asking for. And if we're not careful, a lot of times our heart will get so attached to that, that we'll forget the God that provided that. And that started to happen with Isaac and Abraham. And Abraham said, I want to know that I'm still the center of your affection. That I'm still the center of your love. So you're going to take your son, Isaac, and you're going to come up to this mountain called Mount Moriah. You're going to come up here and you're going to sacrifice your son to me. The scripture says that early the next morning, Abraham got his son. He got wood for the sacrifice and he started to go up the mountain. When his servants saw him, they go, Abraham, what are you doing? He said, the boy and I are going to go and worship God on that mountain, and we will return. Imagine the faith of Abraham. He knew that God was asking for his son, but somehow, some way, he goes, God will give him back to me because God has promised me things through this boy. The son, my boy and I are going to go up to that mountain. We're going to worship, and we'll come back. The Bible says that when they're getting to the mountain, Abraham is having this whole conversation with God, but he takes Isaac, and Isaac tells him, Dad, Where's the sacrifice? Where's the sacrifice that we're going to give to God? And Abraham just told him, Isaac, don't worry. The Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. Jehovah Jireh. And the Bible says that he started to tie up the boy. I imagine Isaac already knew what was going on. He put all the rocks together, made Isaac lie on top of it. And when he's getting ready, the Bible says he got the knife 
and he was ready to kill him. And the voice of the angel told him, Abraham, don't do it. Don't sacrifice your son for now I see that you love God above everything. Do not kill your son. And we come to this scripture that is right after that in Genesis chapter 22, verse 13 and 14. And look what it says. The scripture is so amazing. It says, then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by his horns in the thicket. So he's about to kill the boy. The angel shows up, says, don't kill him. And Abraham all of a sudden looks to the side and he hears a, and he hears like a little sheep, like a little ram over there. What was needed? A sacrifice to be done for who? For God. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in the place of his son. You see, God already provides what you and I need even before the moment gets there. God already had the provision. God already had the ram prepared. Now, that's an image of Jesus showing up in the Old Testament. I want you to know that. Because there's a moment that Jesus is having a conversation with some Pharisees talking about his age and stuff like that. And Jesus says, you know that before Abraham was, I was? And like, what do you mean that before Abraham was, you was? And he goes, you know that Abraham saw my glory and rejoiced in it? When did Abraham see the glory of Jesus at that moment? Because when Jesus showed up in the moment that he was about to kill his son, and instead, you know what? A lamb appears. The lamb of who? The lamb of God. To take the place to redeem the life of Isaac. To take his place. And look how the scripture says, Abraham named the place Jehovah Jireh. And to this day, people still use that name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. I don't know what your need is today. But I know that my God provides all my needs. My God provides all my needs. Your God provides all your needs. If you're watching at home, your God provides all your needs. So today we've talked about five benefits that come with the name of God. Jehovah Tiskanu, the Lord is our righteousness. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord is our healer. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is our banner. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is present. And last and not least, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord is our provider. Like Pastor Max and Pastor Hema said, whatever you need, the Lord is. Whatever you need, wherever you're at, the Lord is. He will meet you right where you're at. I want you to close your eyes right there where you're at. He's in this place right now. He wants to meet you right there where you're at. If you want to raise your hands to him, if you want to get on your knees, if you want to stand up, he is there. He's Jehovah Shama, the God that is present. He's present. Let your heart come before him right now. And just surrender before him. Just surrender before him. And if you need any of these manifestation, any of these benefits that I've mentioned today, today you come up close and personal and be specific. Don't leave this place being general. No, if you need a healing, say, hey, I need a healing for this. If you need provision for a home, say, I need provision for a home. If you need something for your child, you tell the Lord. Take a moment right there where you're at and talk to him. 
Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the God that is present. The God that is your banner. The God that is your healer. The God that is your righteousness. The God that is your provider. Talk to him. Talk to him. Thank you, Lord. We thank you this morning, God. We thank you for what you're doing right now, Lord. I just sense such a heavy presence of God in this place right now. It's such like an overwhelming presence of the Lord. He's there meeting you right where you're at. He's meeting you right where you're at. He's meeting you right where you're at. For some of you guys, he might be becoming real for you right now for the first time in your life. You might be seeing God as a real God for the first time right now. In Jesus' name, Lord, we lift up your name, Lord, over each person's life here. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, over any problem, over any situation. Thank you, thank you that you're there, you're there, you're there, you're real, Lord. You're real. You're real. You are real, God. You're a personal, God. Up close and personal. Up close and personal. In the details, Lord. You're the God of the details, Lord. You're the God of the details, Lord God. You're the God of the red bike. This is what I want. Yes, God. That's who you are. So, Father, do it in Jesus' name. Do it in Jesus' name. And if you're here this morning, just don't miss out on what God is doing. You're at home. Don't miss out on what he's doing. But I just want to give an invitation to those people today that come to me and say, Pastor, I need forgiveness for my sins. And you just heard that the Lord is your righteousness. You just heard the story of that lamb, that ram being caught in that thicket when Abraham was going to kill his son. That's the Lord Jesus that takes your place and my place. He becomes our sacrifice so that you and I can become children of God's sons and daughters of God. 
And if you're here this morning, you're watching online and you want to become a son or daughter of God and you might be like, Pastor, I thought I already was. No, you're a creation of God, created in His likeness and His image. But the Bible says that to all those that receive Him, He gives them the ability to become sons and daughters of God. It's a spiritual birth through Jesus Christ. And if you're here today and you say, Pastor, that's what I want, I want you to make this prayer with me with all your heart. You're going to repeat with me and say, Lord Jesus, today I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for being my righteousness, for taking my place. I ask you for forgiveness for all my sins. And I take on your righteousness upon my life. I declare myself a son or a daughter of God filled with your Holy Spirit from this moment forward. In Jesus' mighty name. Thanks again for listening. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe to our channel and share it with others. Now, for more content from NUMA and to connect with us, visit our webpage at numachurchmiami.org. We love you and we hope to connect with you soon.